This is SymphonyCast from APM, American Public Media. I'm Steve Seal. We're at the Concert House Berlin this week for a performance by the Berlin Radio Symphony Orchestra, led by its principal guest conductor, American Karina Kanalakis, one of the most in-demand rising stars on the conducting scene. A lot of it is cerebral, you know, and that's the tough thing about a conductor's job. You, you look at these little black dots on a page and you have to hear the piece while you're looking at the page in your head as if as if there's a recording playing in your head you know as a as a player you just take your instrument and your instrument does it for you i mean especially when i first started studying scores i was really young i was a teenager and it hugely helped my violin playing because i was not depending on the instrument i was actually thinking musically about a phrase or about how i would sing it i also sing the different parts of the score um, and I catch myself then singing it when I'm, like, going on a walk and standing in the elevator or whatever. I'm always humming. Karina regularly appears with the top orchestras of North America, Europe, and the U.K. and Australia. She is the chief conductor of the Netherlands Radio Philharmonic Orchestra and currently holds the title of principal guest conductor with both the London Philharmonic Orchestra and the Berlin Radio Symphony Orchestra, the orchestra that she'll lead this week on Symphony Cast. For this concert, it's a sumptuous and evocative program of music from the first years of the 20th century. First, an early work by a young Igor Stravinsky that was lost after its premiere and only recently rediscovered. Then the dynamic Scottish violinist Nicola Benedetti joins the orchestra for a work considered by some the very first modern violin concerto from Polish composer Karol Zimanowski. After that, an achingly emotional work for orchestra by Lily Boulanger, a French composer who died tragically young, robbing the world of one of its most ahead-of-her-time musical voices. And finally, the passionate and tumultuous Symphony No. 4 by Russian composer Alexander Skryabin, subtitled The Poem of Ecstasy. All in all, a concert of dizzying intensity and, to be sure, virtuosic playing from orchestra and guest soloist alike. That's all ahead. Welcome to APM's Symphony Cast. Karina Kanalakis is a violinist by training. In addition to appearing frequently as soloist with various North American orchestras, she subsequently played regularly in the Chicago Symphony for over three years and appeared on several occasions as guest concertmaster of the Bergen Philharmonic in Norway. She was initially encouraged to pursue conducting by Sir Simon Rattle while she was playing regularly in the Berlin Philharmonic. Well, that support was invaluable, she says. It was still scary to make the leap. You know, it's a risky switch when you when you first make that sort of decision that, okay, I'm going to go for it as a conductor. There are some scary moments where you really honestly don't know what direction your life as a conductor will take, whether you'll be invited back to orchestras or not, how the orchestras will react to you, how they'll, you know, in every way, your voice, your presence, your technique, your rehearsal technique, your energy in the concert. There are a lot of aspects of conducting that the orchestra sort of musicians and audience and board and staff will react to in different ways. Uh, so you don't know how that's going to go in the beginning. And 
I'm very grateful and very happy that it worked out because I actually do feel that this is the most natural form of music making for me, even more than playing the violin, that I really found my thing. I, and I'm so thankful for that. I know a lot of people don't feel that way about their job, <laughs> but I get to have a job that is, I think, really truly suited to my personality and my temperament and what I'm good at. And a lot of that has to do with interacting with other human beings, looking in players' eyes and communicating in a very natural way, you know, stuff that I can't even explain, but it, it's hugely gratifying. And she says her experience as an orchestral violinist in particular was key, being in the trenches to learn in depth what it's like from that side of the podium. It was about six years of Berlin Philharmonic and then Chicago Symphony, where I played under Simon Rattle and Bernard Heitink and Pierre Boulez and Tilaman Ozawa and Janssens. And I mean, I played under all of them multiple times and I was like a, a little sponge sitting there just soaking up everything they were saying and doing and how they were moving and the way they internalized the music. And I was just totally, totally fascinated by the whole art of conducting, always. So I learned so much from those days. We're lucky to have two fine violinists at the fore on this week's program, not only with Karina conducting, but the great Scottish violinist Nicola Benedetti coming up in just a few minutes to play a great early 20th century concerto for us. But first, a work by a young Igor Stravinsky that was thought to have been lost until very recently. Stravinsky's Chant Funèbre, Funeral Song, resurfaced in 2015 after more than a hundred years missing. The score had disappeared right after its premiere in 1909, and this is music that shows the 26-year-old Stravinsky stylistically right in the middle between his teacher Rimsky-Korsakov and the imminent massive innovations of his ballet music. Composed in 1908, in memory of Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov, the score was misplaced until discovered by a librarian at the St. Petersburg Conservatory in 2015 and given its re-premiere at the Mariinsky Theater the following year. Here now is Karina Kanalakis to lead the Berlin Radio Symphony Orchestra here at the Concert House Berlin in the Chant Funebre by Stravinsky on SymphonyCast.
influence of both his mentor, Rimsky-Korsakov, and Wagner is clear on the young Igor Stravinsky when you hear that work. A piece thought to have been lost for the better part of a century, forming a kind of missing link between his early work and the likes of the Firebird. We heard the Chant Funebre funeral song by Igor Stravinsky, performed by the Berlin Radio Symphony Orchestra, led by Karina Kanalakis here on SymphonyCast. We're at the Concert House Berlin this week, a program of dramatic early 20th century works that demonstrate the sea changes taking place in music during that adventurous time. Born in the Scottish town of Irvine, of Italian heritage, Nicola Benedetti is one of the most sought-after violinists of her generation. After winning the BBC Young Musician Award in 2004, launching her career as an international concert violinist, the last 18 years has found Nicola performing with the top orchestras and conductors in the world, in addition to forming her own Benedetti Baroque Orchestra, which brings together some of the finest period instrument players creating the highest level of collaborative and energized music making. And all this is no surprise if you know anything about what animates her day to day. The next big goal is just always playing better. That's the most imminent and urgent and interesting goal to me is to learn how to play better. (laughs) For our concert this week, Nicola Benedetti will perform a work written in 1916 that some scholars have proclaimed to be the first true example of modernism in classical music. Polish composer Karol Zimanowski's Violin Concerto No. 1. So what makes this modernism? Well, in this work, for one of the first times, we see a composer rejecting 19th century tradition, the whole idea of major and minor. And in this case, introducing a new musical language full of ecstatic raptures and tension. Nicola Benedetti says the effect is disorienting, but ultimately one that takes the listener to an entirely new level of musical experience. And it's a fitting first major stop in this concert of heady, ecstatic, early 20th century works charting brave new sonic territory. Here now is violinist Nicola Benedetti with the Berlin Radio Symphony Orchestra, led by Karina Kanalakis at the Concert House Berlin, with the Violin Concerto Number no. 1 by Karol Zimanowski on Symphony Cast.
delirious dream world and a first early step into modernism in music. From 1916, the violin concerto number one by Karol Zimanowski. The violinist Nicola Benedetti performed with a Berlin Radio Symphony Orchestra led by its principal guest conductor, Karina Kanalakis, here on SymphonyCast. Winner of the Grammy Award for Best Classical Instrumental Solo in 2020, as well as Best Female Artist, both 2012 and 2013, at the Classical Brit Awards. Nicola's most recent recording of Elgar's Violin Concerto entered at number one in the UK's official classical album chart. I'm Steve Seal. We are at the halfway point of a program exploring the changing musical landscape of the early 20th century this week through some of its more sonically expansive and expressive works. Still to come, nothing less than a poem of ecstasy for orchestra. And in just a moment, a woman composer whose potential seemed limitless before her untimely death. That's just ahead on Symphony Cast. Welcome back to Symphony Cast. I'm Steve Seal. We're at the Concert House Berlin this week for a performance by the Berlin Radio Symphony Orchestra, led by its principal guest conductor, Karina Kanalakis. This concert is exploring the vast and thrilling changes of the first two decades of the 20th century when composers were stretching out into uncharted sonic waters, exploring new orchestral colors and expanding the palette in their compositional paint box. Nadia Boulanger is well known as one of the most respected and revered teachers in 20th century classical music, but early on, she was also one half of a fiercely dynamic duo of siblings, breaking new ground in French music, along with her younger sister, Lily Boulanger. Lily was the first female recipient of the coveted Prix de Rome Composition Prize, and her career as a trailblazing woman in music seemed assured until illness took her life at the young age of 24. It was in that environment of illness and impending death that Lily wrote the work that we'll hear next on our program, Don Soir Triste, Of a Sad Evening, her penultimate composition. It's not merely elegiac, but a kind of pulsing, heaving grief that gives way to a passionate maelstrom of emotions overflowing with rich orchestral colors and the most vivid possible palette. 
By the way, like the Stravinsky that we heard earlier, this is actually another work that languished in obscurity for decades. Lily's sister Nadia put the piece away until shortly before her own death in 1979. Here again is conductor Karina Kanellakis to lead the Berlin Radio Symphony Orchestra in the music of Lily Boulanger, Don Soir Triste of a Sad Evening on SymphonyCast.
Soir Triste, Of a Sad Evening, by French composer Lily Boulanger, completed shortly before her death at the age of 24, a work filled with foreboding, expressed in radically personal and advanced compositional language by a composer years ahead of her time and lost at a tragically young age. We heard the Berlin Radio Symphony Orchestra, led by its principal guest conductor, Karina Kanalakis, at the Concert House Berlin on SymphonyCast. I'm Steve Seal. American conductor Karina Kanalakis has paid her dues for certain. Even today, chief conductor of the Netherlands Radio Philharmonic Orchestra and principal guest conductor of the Berlin Radio Symphony Orchestra, and one of the more sought-after guest conductors around, she's still working nose to the grindstone and never seeming to take a single thing for granted. It comes from a long career of being constantly dialed in and eager to learn, even when she was playing as a violinist in some of the world's greatest orchestras. She'll tell you those days were a constant opportunity for learning. I was very attentive in rehearsals, almost obsessively so. I was just so in love with being in the orchestra and sitting there and being a part of these great orchestras. And I was like a little sponge. I just soaked up everything the, the, the conductors would be asking for. And that wasn't always easiest thing because sometimes the violinists in the back of the section tend to kind of chat to each other while the conductor's talking, which is a terrible habit of many orchestras. So you have to pay special attention to sort of what's what's happening. And I remember especially in Chicago, just paying attention to the way the horn section plays there was such a school for me and just to listen to how they articulated everything. And I was always sitting very um, close. I mean, my proximity on the stage was was very, very close to the horns usually. And, and so I would hear them breathing and I would hear them taking in and out their mutes and dumping out the, you know, <laughs> horn where, where they needed to sort of refresh the instrument. And, um, all those little details. I learned everything from those years playing in the orchestra as a violinist. And at every turn, there was always a fantastic array of conductors she could watch very closely to learn from the best. The best of the best. I mean, I played under Bernard Hytink a lot and then later studied conducting with him. And he was a mentor of mine. And I played under Pierre Boulez a lot, Simon Rattle and Maris Janssens and Christian Thielemann and Seiji Ozawa. And, I mean, the list goes on and on. It was I just learned everything from from being able to, you know, make music with these great musical minds and, and just watch their whole demeanor on the podium and the way they would sometimes be able to let go and let the orchestra go. And that is something that I think young conductors find very challenging because your first instinct is to control everything. But you have to be able to trust the orchestra and you have to know how to let them fly. One imagines that the Berlin Radio Symphony Orchestra and Karina Kanalakis have learned quite well how to fly together during the time she's been their principal guest conductor. For the final work on our program, one more piece from the early years of the 20th century and one more with a vast vocabulary of sonic expansion and exploration. The Symphony Number no. 4, The Poem of Ecstasy by Russian composer Alexander Skryabin. 
It's a work inspired by some of the rather heady, near-impenetrable spiritual and cosmic beliefs to which Scriabin subscribed by this time in his life. It's music that seems to convey the kind of spinning vertiginousness those beliefs seem to have engendered in the composer himself through a combination of harmonic rootlessness and a near-constant feeling of all the senses coming to life at once. The Berlin Radio Symphony Orchestra is up to the task for sure, and here is Karina Kanalakis to conduct at the Concert House Berlin, The Poem of Ecstasy by Alexander Scriabin on SymphonyCast.
the cosmos, the spirit, eternal creation, a divine play with worlds. Just a few of the words that Russian composer Alexander Scriabin chose to describe that music. His symphony number four, The Poem of Ecstasy, performed by the Berlin Radio Symphony Orchestra, led by its principal guest conductor, Karina Kanalakis, at the Concert House Berlin, here on SymphonyCast. A work of swirling, expansive musical language, capping off a program examining a thrilling cross-section of a time of adventurous change in music, the first two decades of the 20th century. Karina Kanalakis, principal guest conductor with the Berlin Radio Symphony Orchestra, as well as the chief conductor of the Netherlands Radio Philharmonic, and pancake aficionado? Well, that's what I discovered last year when coming upon a video of her sharing her pancake recipe on YouTube. So, of course, I had to ask her about it. Well, I have a, a, a distant sort of long-lost friend in Chicago, a wonderful violinist named Desiree Rustrat, and she has a website called Fiddler's Favorites, and it's basically a bunch of her violinist friends who she has asked to do recipe videos. And during the pandemic, she was pretty active with that, and a lot of uh, violinist friends made videos. So she asked me to do one since I'm a violinist. And um, I just decided to, to film myself in my kitchen in Amsterdam um, making one of my favorite go-to recipes, which is three-ingredient pancakes. And those three ingredients are bananas, oats, and eggs, and they're really good. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend them. <laughs> you only need three things, so it's very handy if you travel a lot. Just use your Google, and you too can see Karina Kanalakis making her three-ingredient pancakes on YouTube. I'm Steve Seal. The Berlin Radio Symphony Orchestra was in the spotlight on this week's Symphony Cast in a program exploring the thrilling and changing landscape of early 20th century classical music, including works by Igor Stravinsky, Karol Zimanowski, Lily Boulanger, and Alexander Skriabin. You can listen again from our website, yourclassical.org slash symphonycast. At our website, you can also download free music and like us on Facebook. That's yourclassical.org slash symphonycast. In the remaining time, here's one more performance featuring violinist Nicola Benedetti. Here she is, backed by the Czech Philharmonic Orchestra, performing Tchaikovsky's Violin Concerto on SymphonyCast. Thank you. 
From Tchaikovsky's Violin Concerto, we heard violinist Nicola Benedetti, along with the Czech Philharmonic Orchestra, led by conductor Jakob Hrusha. You can listen to this week's show featuring performances from the Berlin Radio Symphony Orchestra from our website, yourclassical.org slash symphonycast. And from our website, you can also download free music and like us on Facebook. That's yourclassical.org slash symphonycast. APM SymphonyCast is produced by Daniel Nass with technical directors Derek Ramirez and Michael Osborne with assistance from Gabby Glass and Elena C. I'm Steve Seal. Join us again next time on SymphonyCast. This is APM, American Public Media, sharing the power of classical music.